Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. And we're coming to you after a Lakers victory, 101-99 over the New York Knicks. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla. Alex, what a win. What a win. Uh, yeah, just a huge, huge shot. And um, THT, I, I, what a what a, a venture that was, this game, for him. What an absolute roller coaster of a game for THT. We will get to every single bit of tonight's game because I believe there was a lot to get to today. There are a lot of standout performances from players. Uh, dark-haired Kyle Kuzma returned. Andre Drummond with probably, in my opinion, the best game he's had as a Laker. Um, THT Caruso with another injury. LeBron did not play tonight. Schroeder did not play tonight. So much to get to. But... Before we get to all of it, Alex, just um, how are you feeling after these last couple games with the Lakers as a whole? You know, because the last time I spoke to you, we we weren't sure when LeBron was going to come back. He obviously has not come back, and the La- the Lakers had tough tough schedule. They got the Clippers, they lost the Blazers, they lost, they beat the Suns surprisingly, and tonight they battled it out against the Knicks. So just the last four games since I've spoken to you here on Taco Tuesday, how do you feel about where we are? as an organization right now? <laughs> um, well, the last two games definitely been better. Um, and, you know, AD, I think that all revolves around AD playing better. Um, last game, specifically, he played really well. And I thought tonight he was playing good. And then down the stretch, I'm not sure if he pulled a groin, like a hammy or what, but he kind of looked like he was limping out there. That's always scary. But yeah, all this kind of gravitates around ad and how well he's playing and thankfully he had other guys step up tonight when he wasn't scoring because he had a lot of good looks um in overtime and in the fourth quarter and he couldn't really uh, excuse me convert so yeah i thought i thought they've been playing better and thankfully it's right at the you know the time you want them to be playing better and hopefully lebron's back next game but like you said with the caruso thing that sucks uh because we can't really at this point have no other ball handlers out there Mm mm-hmm um, I think since Friday, this team has turned some sort of corner. And, you know, you could point at Anthony Davis's uh, scoring in those uh, games against the Blazers and the Suns tonight. Not as much, but um, I think my really biggest concern, I mean, it's so difficult to, when you're looking at the big picture, to point at things and be like, this is a concern of mine because I do think the, my biggest concern with them is turnovers. But I feel like when LeBron is back, and another, like, like when he's a steady ball handler and Schroeder's back, I feel like those things might cut down a little bit because, I mean, the turnovers are just re- – I mean, it's the story of the season, I guess, with their turnovers. I think they had 20 today. Yeah, 20 tonight. So that is my only real big concern. But the effort has been there. Yeah. Defensively, they've stepped up, which I think is the two things that we talked about last week that, hey, if you can't find your rhythm offensively, if you need some scores, like that stuff is difficult to come by, but you can control the effort and you can control the defense, and they've done that these last couple games. Tonight was just like a grinded-out victory against the Knicks. I believe they only allowed, yeah, 35 points in the second half to the Knicks. Yeah. So, uh, And I think the Knicks have the best defense in the NBA I saw. So a, a very difficult game for the Lakers, but a big win because they both came into this game at 38 and 30. Um, so overall, I feel 
I, I, I felt absolutely defeated last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just didn't see how this team could do anything. I, I, and I'm still have questions about that specifically, but I feel so much better than I did the last time we spoke. Like just, it was, it looked like so daunting mm-hmm. with what's in front of them that I think they actually, you know, to go two and two and then they play tomorrow night as well. So, uh, I like that, um, feel a lot better alex feel a lot better yeah how much of that do you think is just a result of like ad looking like ad again though it's a lot of it but it's also it just i for me i knew that if once he got his legs under him like he couldn't play much worse <laughs> uh he was playing pretty bad there for a while i i just figured that once he got his legs back under him that he would play better now tonight wasn't his best game of the four but it was still a pretty decent game um, he can take this team. He, I mean, he's proven it when he was with the Pelicans. He can lead a team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. and um, He can lead this team to a few victories, which they definitely need a few victories to, to get out of that seven seed. So uh, to answer your question, yeah, a lot of it is because Anthony Davis is back to looking like he's supposed to look. Although he's on the floor way too much for me, man. Oh, like, my God. Uh, he... Uh, it, it never, it never is not scary with him. Like there was at least in the overtime alone, there was like two moments where I'm like, oh my god. It's not a surprise that he has all these crazy fluke injuries because he's always on the floor. Yeah, he's always on the floor. He's always battling something. He's getting smacked in the face. I feel like he gets hit in the face almost every game too. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I understand it. I, I misspoke there. I understand why he gets random injuries so much. He's on the floor all the time. Yeah, no, no, no. I, and and sometimes like, so there. Yeah, there was the Derrick Rose play where they both dove for the ball, and it looks like he just crumbled on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then there was the post up where he got. It looked like he got fouled in the face. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's just every other game with him. And like I was looking at the box score, like he's played over 40 minutes in the last two games that's a lot of minutes for a guy just getting back so hopefully but, that's uh, a good sign he's been back for a while sure yeah he's been back for a while i mean this, they just need him it's simple yeah. as that yeah. they just need him to play that much and i'm okay with it if he's 100 percent healthy to go he's rearing up he's been back for a while he's been back for 12 11 games already so mm-hmm. i'm cool with him playing over 40 minutes in these games that they must win and, and yeah, and hopefully that is a good sign. Like him playing that many minutes, hopefully is, that shows that his body's feeling good and he can perform. Like Frank Vogel and the coaching staff in this whole front office, if anything, they've shown to be super cautious with their yeah. stars. Like so, him playing this this amount of minutes has to be a good sign. I think to also go back to your question about Anthony Davis, did you think like the world was ending when he left the Clippers game? Because I did. No, I. I I, I mean, I, I was, was like, disappointing. For I just sure. was like, here we go again. That's that's what I was looking at. It's like LeBron's out, Schroeder's out. Now Anthony Davis is out. Of course, it's against the Clippers mm-hmm. because we can't have nice things. And I that's that. So I was so down that these last three games from him have just been like, uh, like I was just like, you know, dying of thirst. And now I got I was given water by Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you list out you listed off the players who've been missing and like AD left that game early. So that that part was the scariest part of that game. Not even the result or that final blowout score. It was AD getting hurt again, but thankfully he's been good. But yeah, like without Shooter, without LeBron and then again Crusoe having to leave the game early. Like 
they're completely out of ball handlers outside of THT, who's mm-hmm. essentially a rookie. And credit to him, like I know we're going to get into it for that that last shot, but he he was thrown out there like against a super super good defense in the Knicks and in a game that felt like a playoff game. And this is a kid who's only twenty. He's the only ball handler out there, and he had I think. He had 10 assists tonight, but he also had seven turnovers. Mm-hmm. One, and they all, those one turnovers cr- felt so big. Oh, yeah. And some of them were just really like head scratching turnovers where I'm like, I don't know what this kid's doing, but credit to him. And, you know what? Hopefully, this was a really good learning experience for him. Yeah, I will say, go real quick before we get to THD, I will say final thing about Anthony Davis. Uh, he does seem to tail off a bit in the second half. So, do you think that's fatigue? I think it's fatigue. I think he's playing. I mean, two field goals made in the third quarter, one field goal made in the fourth quarter, and one field goal made in overtime. I don't think he had very many free throws tonight. I have to take. Yeah, only only five free throws. That's that's not a lot for him. Um, that is something to keep an eye on. I think it goes back to your point. He's playing a lot of minutes, and he did tail off. And it just kind of felt like this is the kind of game where you need him to take over there in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. And I just didn't see it tonight. Other guys did step up, like THT, which let's just get to it now. Um, THT, you said it. A huge game. Two big three-pointers in the in overtime. I believe two or three big turnovers in <laughs> overtime as well. Uh, he finishes tonight 13 points. 10 assists and five rebounds. And yes, that big old seven under T.O. Uh, thoughts on THT in general before we get specific. I mean, if Caruso's out for a while, I I think we're getting LeBron back tomorrow night. I, that's what it's, I mean, we thought we were going to get him back tonight, but it looks like he'll be back tomorrow. Just thoughts on THT, the ball handler. How about that? A little bit more uh, specific. Uh, yeah, I mean, he I mean, he could handle the ball. I, I think it's just a matter of his decision-making. Like, there's a lot of times where he's just driving into a crowd, and he's a little too... He has too much of a tendency of just getting to the rim, getting to the rim. That's all he wants to do, and that just makes him really predictable as a player, where defenses could just kind of load up on him, and then if he's driving into a crowd, you know, those passing outlets are really hard for him to hit. And that's where a lot of his turnovers came from, where he's just kind of barreling his way into defenders and into a crowd. And then his passing also is not sometimes a little too ambitious uh, in terms of the the looks he tries to make. But yeah, like you said, without Caruso, maybe. I mean, maybe he's back next game, hopefully. Um, Dennis, the latest update was the soonest he can play is Sunday. Yeah. And like you said, maybe LeBron's back tomorrow. So hopefully THT isn't put in a spot where he has to be the sole ball handler again because that's that's really not fair for him but you know what like he showed that he's not afraid of the moment at least and i mean again this is good learning experience for him this is going to be a guy who might be asked to play key playoff minutes so this is really good practice for him i would assume he's going to be asked to play some playoff minutes this year Mm -hmm. i would definitely assume that and let's take a full step back here everybody i say this uh just not to make an excuse, just to point out, A, he's 20 years old, and B, he's played 67 regular season games in his career. So I understand that he's already won a championship, and he's had some very big moments, and he's shined brightly sometimes. But, I mean, 67 regular season games in his career. Mm-hmm. So the 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 situations he's being put in, he's never been in those situations in the NBA. Like, he's he wasn't asked to be the primary ball handler in the playoffs last year, even when he got those runs against the Rockets. So 
I guess it's com- it's coming off as an excuse in my head, but I just I understand it sometimes. But I just wish he would pull back just a little bit. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like you don't have to hit a home run every time mm-hmm. you're up to the plate, kind of to use that analogy. You can get a single here and there. And sometimes he's just forcing some passes that just want to make you yank your freaking freaking hair out, man. And then he'll turn around and make a huge three. So you kind of taking you give and take with him, but I mean, dude, he's got Jason Kidd and LeBron James on the bench. <laughs> yeah. I feel he'll figure this out, right? I think like he's not asked to really be the primary guy often because there's three guys in front of him that are, that will do it. But I mean, he's got guys to learn from. I just think going forward, I, I is there will be improvement. Oh, absolutely. And and like just to go off the point you mentioned, like even when he was first drafted, he remember he had that injury in summer league, so he didn't even play in summer league. He missed some of training camp, and he was kind of up and down with the team and kind of spending time with the South Bay Lakers in the G League and that type of stuff. So he really last year, again, like technically was rookie year, but he didn't play if it wasn't garbage minutes here or there. And then that's why when he was thrown out in that Houston series randomly, everybody kind of lost their mind because this is that was just Vogel kind of throwing this this young kid out there for some reason, and it worked, but... To see him like have a role on this team like at twenty is is remarkable, really. And like you said, he has his warts. He does a lot of things that are yeah, like are maddening. His defense <laughs> I, I thought was was rough at times, at least in the first half. He he battled there in overtime in the fourth quarter and stuff. But I I mean the, I he has so much potential still. And like I think the biggest thing is he's not afraid of the moment. Like with that shot he took and. Um, yeah, not a lot of twenty year olds would take that shot he took. Yeah. Against D Rose too. Um not and he, you know, the thing about THC is he's not he never really lights up the box score often. It's more of just certain plays that he's just like, yeah. wow, that was like he just has that that moment. He just seems to kind of grab it. And he's definitely not scared of it, that's for sure. Uh LeBron, as of three minutes ago, tweets THT all caps with about ten exclamation points behind it. So that tells you what the team thinks about THT. That's all you need to know. Also, real quick, going back to Anthony Davis, uh, our coworker slash boss slash friend Harrison Fagan <laughs> uh, just tweeted about Anthony Davis's groin injury. He says, this is from Harrison. AD says his groin, quote, got a little tight during overtime, but there was no way he was coming out of the game. He does not sound super concerned about it long term. And he finished it off with another quote, not sure about tomorrow. Going to get treatment mm-hmm. and see how it feels. So, I, I I don't think he's playing then tomorrow. What do you say? Based on that, what do you think? Not sure about tomorrow. Going to get treatment and see how it feels. After playing 43 minutes tonight and 40 minutes the game before on a back-to-back, uh, I, I I don't know. I'd be surprised. And it's the Rockets. And it's the Rockets. And if do LeBron's even, coming back. Do they even I, have a center? <laughs> I, I think they do. But, yeah, I, I that's the thing. Like, I they said – when they came back from injuries, there's no rest anymore, right? Like they're going to mm-hmm. play back-to-backs and all that stuff. But I, I don't think it's the worst thing if he doesn't play tomorrow. Yeah, they have Christian Wood and Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, would, I, think... I would give him the <laughs> night off. Well, yeah. I don't, well, I don't know where we haven't really talked about this. Like, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next. But are you someone who just does not want to be in the playing tournament at all, and like you'd rather these guys go play 40 minutes? these next couple of games to just avoid it or are you just wanting them to be healthy and no matter um, what 
let me answer it this way, and then I'll give you an answer at the end. I need them to all get as many minutes together as possible. That's true. So if LeBron is back tomorrow, and if if Anthony Davis is healthy enough to play, I want them to get reps together. Um, when Schroeder comes back, I want all three of them to be on the court mm-hmm. together because I feel like we haven't seen that too often. And Alex, you remember, even when the Lakers were healthy, the two of us were saying, you know, they haven't really played well. And they're just getting through with talent. And then all the injuries came. So I'm not scared of the play-in tournament because I do think they can beat the Warriors. And I definitely think they could either beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs, whoever it is, if they lose to the Warriors. Um, So that I'm not afraid of. I just want them to get reps together. I want there to be some sort of flow heading into either A, the playing game, or to just whoever they play if they're the sixth seed. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And I, that that's definitely something that needs to happen. I mean, at this point, I'm not sure how likely that is to happen. And hopefully, like, you wouldn't want the play-in game to be the game where you're getting reps in and treating it, like, as a, a practice. You know, that's a legitimate playoff game. You have to win that game. But I maybe the Lakers view those early games and even some of the first round as an extended regular season. It's probably not the right approach, but that's kind of the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you said, Dennis, LeBron, and AD, I know it may feel like they played a lot, but they didn't before everyone started dropping like flies. And even a guy like Drummond, he hasn't played that much with LeBron, and that's going to be his like pick-and-roll partner. That's going to be the guy who's going to be feeding him. Um, just Drummond and AD playing more together. Like I thought Drummond and AD looked really, really good tonight on defense specifically. And so that's a good good sign. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not overly concerned about the play-in. Like, you don't want to go up against Steph because he can literally do anything in a game and yeah. just mess up everything. But I, I'd rather AD and LeBron just be as healthy as they can. And if they lose these next couple games, I, it's not the end of the world. Because I'm not well, here's- totally afraid of Utah or Phoenix. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm very not afraid of phoenix and donovan mitchell's out the rest of the regular season that was announced earlier today so he'll be getting into rhythm that first round so um here is the playoff scenarios just in case might as well just throw it out there for you alex um if portland goes three and oh or two and one so they can go two and one they will finish ahead of the lakers regardless of what the lakers do if portland goes one and two los angeles the lakers have to go three and oh to get into the sixth seed if Portland goes 0-3, then the Lakers can go 2-1. Now, if you're wondering who Portland's playing the next three games, it is a lot more difficult than what the Lakers have to play. Not saying they're going to go 0-3, but there's a chance they can definitely go 1-2. The, the Blazers take on the Jazz tomorrow night in Utah. They take on a back-to-back. They go to Phoenix on Thursday, and they wrap up the season at home versus Denver. And the Lakers will be tomorrow night against Houston, and then back-to-back at Indiana and at New Orleans. I mean, so that's an easier schedule for the Lakers. Uh, so I mean, Lakers don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the way, and the Blazers play uh, three of the top seats in the West. So I mean, Portland's playing really well right now, um, yeah. and who knows at that point. Like, It's going to be funny watching teams like Houston, uh, not Houston, um, Utah, Phoenix, those top three teams or four teams, and see, like, if they randomly rest a guy, if someone kind of randomly comes up with an injury, and to see they kind of shuffle around that top of the 
top of the West so they can avoid a team like the Lakers or the Warriors. Like, if you're Utah and your reward for being the top team in the West is Steph Curry or LeBron in the first round, like, that's that's tough. Yeah, it's very, very... I mean, listen, if one of those teams is going to get either the Warriors or the Lakers, if not both, they're, they're going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very... If some, if, Whoever gets the Lakers in the first round, if the Lakers make it, let's just say it like that, which I think they will, they're not going to be too happy about it. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Another thing tonight that stood out to me, and I know this is a joke, but I'm very serious about it. Kyle Kuzma is brunette again. (laughs) And Kyle Kuzma had himself a first half, at least kind of slowed down the second, but he had a, he had himself a game. He finished the night with 23 points. And he was four of eight from three and nine of 17. Although he was a minus 11 and the plus minus. That is interesting. But uh, Kyle Kuzma, can I just read you his game log? Because he, (laughs) he is a picture of inconsistency. My friend Mm -hmm. Friday, April 30th against the Kings, two points, two rebounds, two assists Uh, against the Raptors, 24 points, no assists, three rebounds. The win against the Nuggets, six points, four rebounds, two assists. The loss against the Clippers, probably because he had to, 25 points, yeah. five rebounds, four assists. The loss against the, uh, the Blazers, he was awful. I mean, oh, awful. Yeah, that was a rough one. Four points, 0 of 6 from 3. And then tonight, 23 points, 4 of 8. Uh, just a picture of inconsistency. I, but- I mean, like, it, this has kind of been the thing of his career, right? But I, I do wonder how much of that is also, I mean, I mean, this doesn't matter if you're just missing open shots. But, I mean, this, this is a guy who's been going from being a starter to coming off the bench to being a starter to coming off the bench. And Wes Matthews has kind of took his spot in the starting line the last couple games. And he's been hurt. Like, he just came back from the injury tonight, Kyle Guzman did. So, I have no idea why he's been this inconsistent. Like, yeah. in the first half, he was great. I thought, like, they really needed someone to score and thankfully, he, he, he was able to do that. But, yeah, I mean, this is just the thing that him and the other role players have to do a better job of is just being a little more consistent. Like, KCP, I thought he – KCP had a really good game. And I know his shooting numbers weren't great, but I thought he had some really timely passes. I thought his defense was really good. So, uh, that's just something Kyle Kuzma also has to, you know, do. If he's not scoring those nights when he has four or six points, I hope he does other things to kind of pick up the slack. Kyle Kuzma is averaging the same exact same amount of points he averaged last year, 12.8. He is shooting exactly the same he shot last year, 43.6 from the field. He's improved from 3 mm-hmm. from 31 to 35%. I would I, I that's kind of shocking to me. I really thought he would be averaging way more points with the injuries to LeBron and AD. Yeah, I mean I think that's just what it is. I, again, like yeah. I this year's just been so weird. Like, I think all these numbers for almost any player on the Lakers, any plus-minus numbers for the season, uh, I I take little value in them. I, it's just so hard because it's a different lineup every night. Like, there's so many different groups and so many different guys in and out of the rotation and all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, thought, I think Kuzma's grown as a player this year. Like, I think he's better than he was last year, but um, it's good to have him. I, I thought he played really well in the playoffs last year. Like, I thought he was inconsistent also, but he's a guy that they're going to rely on to be that wing defender. There's no more Danny Green. 
he's kind of the other guy next to KCP and to guard those guys if it's not Wes Matthews. So um, he's going to be a guy, who, again, who's going to be really relied upon in that in those playoffs. Wes Matthews might have had to play the game, by the way, when he tied up that got that rebound in regulation. Uh, uh, tied it so, up. yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. I think he's been fantastic. Like the last, I don't know, four or five games, uh, he was a game high plus 14 tonight. But, I, I mean, from being out of the rotation to being a starter – the last couple of games, I think he's played really well. Yeah. So uh, the Lakers tonight, 101-99 victors. Uh, their first win streak since March 18th. Yep, their first win streak since March 18th. They've now won two in a row. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy to even say. The Lakers <laughs> haven't had a win streak since March 18th. But uh, one final player, just to, to real quick, because I think he had his best game as a Laker. I don't know if you agree with me. Andre Drummond, 16 points, yeah. 18 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. I believe he had seven offensive rebounds on, against the Suns. Uh He's just looking at he's kind of finding his way, finally. Finally, yeah. And I mentioned earlier, I think him and AD uh, are starting to, to show the, like, the, the signs of what kind of the potential Rob Polinka or the rest of the front office kind of imagined when they signed him. Like, there was a couple times him and Anthony, like, they double-teamed Julius Randle, and they just, like, completely smothered him. I think one, one time, I think Randle just, like, traveled because of it. Another mm-hmm. time he was forced to, to pass it out, but they just completely like overwhelmed him with that height and speed and length. So I, I think defensively the pairing is looking pretty good. Um, offensively, you know, still look crammed at times, but I, you can see the value of him. Like when there's so much attention to Anthony Davis when he's shooting mid-range shots or going to the rim, that leaves Drummond. And credit to Drummond for fighting for rebounds and kind of like poking the ball up in the air until he can secure it, and then. After securing it, he's made some really good passes. Um, so yeah, I I think Drummond, yeah, arguably his best game as a Laker. Um, also, we had a back and forth, a small exchange on Twitter about Mark Gasol, and you said you were going to oh list yeah a, yeah, a yeah, large, yeah 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 so a lo- you said you were going to list a long <laughs> list of reasons of why I was wrong it, about Mark Gasol. It's funny on a night where he attempted zero shots, and um, I legitimately don't even think he went back in the game after you, <laughs> after our exchange. Um. Yeah, no, this this was a Drummond game. Uh, this yeah. wasn't a Gasol game. Uh, but overall, like you could see the value of Gasol in that second lineup, that sec that those reserves, right? There's, I mean, when you ha- you don't have any other ball handler out there, having a center who can pass or play make just a little bit is is super important. And I think. What I, have you thought about Gasol and Trez playing together? I, I was gonna say, how, how have you thought about Gasol like surpassing Trez in the you know in the depth chart? Yeah, I just like I said last week, and and I don't know if what I said was dumb, but I feel like I almost got validated because I don't see Trez as a center. Okay. So I I don't, and I know he is, but I and I know he plays that way. But now that they have Drummond, Gasol, and Davis, I just don't see where Trez is going to crack this lineup as a center on his own. It it just feels Drummond and Trez are kind of. uh, you, You remember last year when we were saying like. They didn't have a lot of variety in their centers. Like Dwight and JaVale were basically very similar. Very similar. Like Dwight was a different defender, different player in terms of different things. But, you know, they cut lobs. But they were in the box and they sure. were in the same areas of the court. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. the Trezor Drummond do very similar things. So you don't want to have too much overlap there. And especially when you have a guy like Gasol, who's actually his skill set is actually super needed right now when you don't have all these ball handlers. And I think that's why he's playing a lot more. But yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting come the playoffs, how those matchups are played. 
And when I think Trez against a team like Phoenix, for example, I think that's a really good matchup for him because they don't have a their backup center isn't very good, or at least not as physical as Trez. Um, But yeah, I also like I thought the Gasol Trez lineup like that's there's some interesting potential there. Uh, They could do some high low stuff, but I I kind of like the front court rotation better now than it was before. Yeah, I I like it too. I like the adversity it has that's for sure but yeah to start the second quarter i think it was uh i wrote it down coos tht ben mclemore gasol and trez again how many minutes has that lineup played on on the season together not much <laughs> not much by the way has ben mclemore ever seen a three he doesn't like oh man ben mclemore uh and he made some tonight he did he got that really lucky bounce that that ended yeah. up being a huge three but uh yeah i just i'm not the biggest Ben McLemore fan. No like, one, no one is. <laughs> no one is. He definitely provides like again. Yeah, you're right. Like he has that quick trigger, and he's not. He doesn't turn down some shots that uh, he should, but he makes sometimes. So he's def- definitely useful in, in certain situations. Yeah. That. All right. So it's a little late here tonight. So we we've gone our we've gone our time. But this is going to be our biggest prediction of of the season because. By the time we come back on here, like I don't even know the playing schedule tournament. I don't know when uh, that starts. Me neither. <laughs> playing tournament schedule, I'll find it. But um, when we next speak, the season will be over. Believe it or not, there is only three games left tomorrow, and then I'll look at the schedule again. Uh, yeah, exactly so Indiana and I think uh, Saturday and Sunday Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. So, Alex. I will ask you, A, how will the Lakers do to finish these fin- these three games? B, what seed will they finish in? Hmm. I, I think they run the table. I think they win these last three games. Um, I just don't know what Portland's going to do and how that, that's going to really impact them. I, um, I think they're going to be in the play-in. I think Portland's just playing a little too well, and I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, those other teams rest rest guys and like against Utah or those other teams Portland has to play those end up being a little easier than we kind of imagine them to be uh and I think the Lakers don't mind being in the plan I think that's my prediction I think it could be a, a blessing in disguise maybe if they don't catch like a super hot Steph Curry um the playing tournament starts May 18th so if the Lakers do play in that we will be on after oh fun yeah, very fun. I do agree with you. I will think the Lakers run the table. At least they should. That's for sure. Uh, with or without LeBron, with or without AD, I think that they are better than the Rockets. And I think by Saturday and Sunday, everybody should be back and they should run this table. Now, the Blazers, mm-hmm. I'm going to be optimistic here. Or should I be? When does it work? When does my jinx work? I when don't I'm know. pessimistic? I, I... I don't know. I could see. I could easily see the Blazers going one and two, and I could easily see them going two and one. That's not anything crazy. So, what do you prefer, though? Like, if you're the Lakers, who would you prefer to play in the first round? Like, obviously, you don't want to play in a play-in because you know anything can happen. But like, yeah. if the Lakers get to what six, the six, then you play the Clippers. I would love that. See, I would you want like the LeBron AD like still kind of like kicking off like the cobwebs to have to play the Clippers in the first round? Or would you want maybe a team like 
Phoenix or Utah. Yeah, I mean, maybe the matchup works in your favor if you are the seven seed and you get to play Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I feel like that matchup is very good for the Lakers. I think so too. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't really want to be in the plane. <laughs> no, like the I, wild card I totally in baseball, get that. No, man. no, you know, no. You're right. You play, I, yeah. You play seventy-two games to go play one. It's it's just it's it's a you. We don't know what it looks mm-hmm. like in the NBA. It's never happened in the NBA. In baseball, you who see it all the time, yeah. that the the lesser of the team records wins it frequently because it's one game. And I know this is possibly two, but yeah, I would I would prefer to avoid it, although I'm not scared of it. You just never know. Especially if you have to play a team like Golden State uh, or whoever. Like, right. And yeah, based well, on this as season. As of right now, yeah. the Warriors have a half game lead over the Grizzlies. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, you don't want to play Steph in a one game anything because he can take over based on the Lakers bad luck this year someone turns an ankle or something and misses the rest of the game and that's it uh so yeah you don't want to be in that situation where you don't have to be so the Lakers all they really can do is kind of control their own destiny here hopefully they take these next couple games seriously hopefully LeBron can play in at least two games uh yeah and hopefully Dennis is okay. The Lakers really do match up well against the Jazz as well. Now that they're all healthy, sure, yeah. Um, they can throw bodies at at um, Gobert all night long. See, see, that's the thing. I, I I think the West. I mean, at least now, given the injuries, is a lot worse than it was last year. I wonder how many people want the Clippers. I, I'm sure you know, we a- were we were we were we were on the dead path to Lakers Clippers last year, and then they they choked it away like they always do. And we we didn't get to see it, so I wonder how many Laker fans actually want to see it. I I, I definitely want to see it. I just don't know if I want to see the first round. Like I don't know if the, yeah. that timing is great for the Lakers, where they they'll be health wise and kind of chemistry wise. Like I would love at least like one playoff series for them to get right and to kind of build that chemistry and work out the lineups before just kind of getting thrown against the Clippers. But I think. The Lakers match up well with the Clippers too, but we just haven't seen it this year. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, we'll have answers by the time you guys hear us next week. We will know everything that we'll be facing. <laughs> I have no other way to say it. We won't know until then, and we will figure it out. A lot of it has to do with what the Blazers do, and obviously what the Lakers do. So uh, follow along, though. I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86. He's Alex Regla at AlexMRegla on Twitter. He's a must-follow with all your Laker con- content. Silverscreenandroll.com, which I heard crash today because so many people were checking it out during the game, which is <clears> always <throat> a good, which is always a good thing. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not working right now. Might still be crashed at the moment. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I hope I can post this podcast. Um, and then su- subscribe because there's podcasts every single day here on Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. So, Alex, we both say the Lakers run the table. Did we say Portland officially? I, I said they're going to be the play-in. I think you said they're not going to be in the play-in. I, I, I'm going to just say that they're not going to okay. be. I think they're going to get the sixth seed. Okay. And I don't, and I'm going to say this too. I think that they don't play the Clippers. Oh. I think the Clippers fall. I'm telling you, there's going to be some random <laughs> guys getting injuries and not being able to play. 
Yeah, there's when you look at the actual seeds, there's still a lot of races left. You know, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how it all shakes out by next Tuesday. Alex, this was fun. Big win for the Lakers. Let's keep it going. We will talk to everybody next Tuesday when we have answers. Alex, thanks, man. Thanks, man.